Welcome to Christ Church Anglican. We hope that you were blessed by today's sermon. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, please be seated. Morning again, everybody. Let us think this morning about friendship. Friendship, not uh, how about them cowboys kind of friendship where um, that's about as deep as you go, where you call them the cowgirls, as I've heard it said. That was a joke. (laughs) Not the kind of friendship where you just say, um, how you doing? And, And people respond just fine. Because if they take much longer than that, you think it's kind of odd and, and you don't really want to go more than 10 or 15 seconds. Now, this morning we want to talk about true friendship, the kind of friendship that our readings reveal, our scripture readings, showing us first the kind of friendship that we really want, that we really yearn for, and that others desperately want from us. Second, as our readings indicated, the kind of friendship that can take work, long, hard work. And third, a loving challenge about friendship from Jesus himself for religious people like us, specifically. First, what we and others really want in true friendship comes from our story of Naomi and Ruth, our Old Testament reading, and it's not just what you might think. A famine, the prospect of starvation, forced Naomi and her husband Elimelech to move to Moab, that's a kingdom on the other side of the Dead Sea. While they were there, Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died. And over the years, Naomi formed deep friendship with the Moabite gals that her sons had married, and good thing, for her sons eventually died. Anyway, the famine ended in her old age. Naomi decides, it is time for me to go back home. Naomi must have been a great friend to these Moabite girls because they said yes let us go back together. We will go with you. And Naomi wouldn't hear of it. Don't disrupt your lives, she said. Stay here. I'll be just fine. Sounds like a good West Texas woman, right? I'll be just fine. But listen to what one of the girls, Ruth, said in reply. It is perhaps the most beautiful expression of friendship in history. Where you will go, I will go. Where you will stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. Wow. What do you hear in Ruth's words? Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Of course, true friendship is about willingness, loyalty, commitment, but apparently it is about something far deeper, identification and spirituality. Identification, your people will be my people. Spirituality, 
your God will be my God. Ruth is willing to pick up stakes and move. Ruth is willing to give up her own comforts and identify deeply with Naomi's needs because Naomi has done that for her for so long and forged an incredibly deep friendship. God asks few of us to move across the country or to move to another country in the name of friendship, but he does ask us to be willing to make another kind of move to befriend new kinds of people, different kinds of people, and to identify deeply with their hopes, with their struggles, with their needs. Even if it means foregoing some of our own comforts in the process. This is just like the relationship that Naomi had with Ruth and that Ruth was giving back to Naomi, foreshadowing Jesus. Think about it in your own life and in Jesus's. Jesus was willing, has been willing, and is willing to identify with your needs, your hopes, your struggles. That's why Naomi responded to Ruth, your God will be my God. There it is, not just loyalty and longevity, not just deep identification, but receiving and then offering and being attracted to back and forth that love of Christ that Naomi had so obviously shown Ruth for so many years. Naomi had shown Ruth something different, and Ruth wanted it. Ruth wanted to return it to her and to experience it herself. Naomi was willing to explore Ruth's faith. Ruth was willing to learn of Ruth's faith because they had gone much deeper than a Dallas Cowboy level of friendship over the years, speaking and showing and acting the love of Christ. True friendship, willingness, loyalty, commitment, yes, but also identifying with someone else's hopes and struggles so deeply that they are attracted to your own and sharing the love of Jesus in the process. Second today, our New Testament reading says something very frankly. Such friendship can take hard work, long hard work. Paul told Timothy that to follow Christ you have to share in his suffering. Not just observe it, not just say, bless your heart, but share it with another to help carry and feel the suffering of another. Paul gives three examples, three very solid examples, farmer, athlete, and soldier. In Jesus' day and around the world today, subsistence farmers work very hard or they and their families starve. They are up, 
before the sun, and they keep going until the sun goes down. The work of friendship can be very hard and very long, especially when your friend is going through a tough time, a long season of difficulty like divorce, disease, recovering from a death or addiction. This kind of friendship can get old. You sort of wish it was just a Dallas Cowboys thing. How you doing? Great. See you later. Takes 30 seconds. It's not a lot of work. But that's not the kind of relationship that you really want. It's not the kind of relationship that Jesus has with you. Long, hard work is exactly what Jesus put in for each of us on the cross. And it's what each of us really yearn for. Then the athlete, Paul says, like athletes, we need to play according to the rules. So what are the rules of true friendship? Well, they're just what you want and need. No doubt, like Naomi gave Ruth, love, compassion, that identification, deep identification with your struggles and that spiritual solace, the love of Christ. Isn't that what Jesus offered you and offers you and wants us to offer to each other? Of course it is. And then the soldier. The Good News translation records Paul saying, a soldier wants to please his commanding officer and so does not get mixed up with the affairs of civilian life. So whose commands are we following in our friendships? Who are we trying to impress? Whose opinion really matters? What distracts us from carrying out Jesus' example and his commands to love and serve one another? So from Naomi and Ruth's example, we see willingness loyalty, commitment, but also that deep identification with hopes and struggles and that spiritual love, that love of Christ. Second, from Paul's example of the farmer, athlete, soldier, we see that true friendship sometimes takes very long and very hard work, just like Jesus gave for you and gives each of us every day. And finally this morning, a demonstration of friendship from Jesus himself that can be a real challenge to a lot of people and a challenge to religious people like us. It is about breaking down barriers completely. It is about friendship at all cost, no matter what other people think. It's exactly what Jesus did for each of us personally and wants us to offer to others. You see, in Jesus' day, people didn't just roll their eyes at Samaritans. They despised Samaritans. People didn't just wash their hands after visiting lepers. They avoided them altogether. But not Jesus. Luke records that one day in a village, 10 lepers asked Jesus for mercy. They were asking him for help, but that they, quote, stood at a distance, unquote. Imagine that. 
people's judgment and rejection is so complete that relationship itself, much less friendship and engagement, is out of the question. But Jesus ignores all that and engages with them and says, go see the priests. In other words, he was telling them in language they could understand, come, come back to your faith, come back to trusting God. But I suppose that knowing that the highfalutin stuffed shirt priests would reject these lepers, Jesus heals them. And which one of the lepers fell on his face at Jesus' feet, as the translation says, not just saying thank you, but literally falling down in front of him. Which one? Thanking Jesus from the bottom of his heart. It was the Samaritan leopard. Leopard? <laughs> it was the Samaritan leper. Leper. Okay, that's enough. That's enough on that. It was the doubly bad guy, right? It was, it was the guy who was rejected because of his uncleanliness and because he thought and talked and spoke and acted differently. It doesn't matter whether you've been treated like a leper or a leopard or been a leper in your own heart. It doesn't matter whether you've been a Samaritan as you have stumbled through faith or you've been treated like one. It doesn't matter whether you've been like a thieving tax collector in business or like an adulteress in your relationships or like a prostitute in your morality. Jesus offers the true friendship that we yearn for. Loyalty, commitment, identification, deep identification with our hopes and struggles. That length of time, that hard work of true friendship that involves spiritual solace, not just quick solutions. And friendship that does not care what other people think. In the end, that kind of friendship is the friendship that heals. Even lepers, even Samaritans, like some of us. Jesus is saying, let us offer all this to others, just like he has for each of us and just like he does every second of our lives. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for these wonderful examples, the depth, the commitment, the length, the hard work of friendship, the identification with struggles and needs. Lord God, the willingness to extend friendship at all costs, no matter what people think. We thank you for doing all of this for us, and we ask you to help us do it for others. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. 
For more information, feel free to visit us online at ccanglican.com. We hope you will join us again soon.